Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The dark and distant drumming, the pounding of the hooves, the silence of everything that moves. Late at night, you'll see them decked out in shiny jewels, the coming of the caravan of fools. Like the wings of a dove, the waiter's white glove seems to shimmer by the light of the pool. Some dull, blinding winter, when you can't stand to lose, you're running with the caravan of fools the caravan of fools the caravan of fools you're running with the caravan of fools hello and welcome to free state on april 197075 the opening shots in the Battle of Lexington and Concord were fired. They were said to be the shot that was heard round the world. On the 18th of September 2023, at 10.12pm, a tweet from Joe Brawley with the words, What in the name of fuck? echoed around the world. And for anyone who didn't know what it was about, it referred to the appointment of Mickey Hart as a new dairy manager. For this um, historic and hugely consequential development in, in the GA, Joe Brawley is here, but we're also, we've brought in, we've brought in the big guns. Uh, we've brought in the friend of the show, Mr. Pat Gilroy. Pat, it's great to see you. Good to see you, Dion. Um, Joe, you're, uh, you've asked me, you've, <laughs> you've asked me, uh, to uh, do most of the talking today. Why is that? It's none of your business. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Though. I don't think it's going to happen. It's one of those... It's a nice it's, thought. It's a lovely thought. It's a lovely thought. That I should say that Patrick Gilroy has presented himself half naked in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you've been stunned into silence by the sight of a naked, semi-naked Pat Gilroy. Yes. Uh, it's also early in the morning. This is the earliest I've ever seen you. Uh, in the, in, uh, like, 
uh, 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 I was going to say aroused, but that would be that would be taking our podcast relationships a strange, a strange person. People so, ask me, you know, what's Dion like, and I say, like, normally I can figure people out, but it's very, it's very, very difficult to figure out. And what are you wearing today? What is that? It's a shirt. It's, it's not really pretty. So anyway, Patrick, Mickey, fucking heart. Okay, I, I wouldn't attempt to understand, you know, some of those decisions that people make. Because I'm not in their head, and I'm not in their life. You know, it's it's um, for me, intercounty management involvement with teams is is there's no job would pay you to put in what you have to put into those things. And for me personally, and this is my personal view, if that is not dear to your heart and where you're from and it means something, I I, I, I find it very difficult to figure out how you can give it 200%. Because the essence of the GAA for me is, is all about your community, where you're from, um, representing that and... I think we hold it dear and, and you know, you, 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 it's few and far between the people that even transfer club and, you know, if people move house, 100%. I lived in London. My kids transferred, obviously, to Parnells and, you know, my heart and soul was in Parnells in London at that time. But for me, the whole essence of the GEA is about where you're from and giving your all to that or, or where you live. I mean, if you if you move somewhere, look, that's the GEA is great because it can, can bring you into that. But... At its heart is your parish, representing your parish, representing whatever, whether it's your school, you know, in, in Dublin it can be, the parishes can be ill-defined, but it, it, it's that deep affinity to what you were brought up with. And then you, you represent your county, which is just a bit of an expansion on that. And like, we don't see county players very often changing location like they don't unless they moved you know which is fair enough if you have a 200 mile commute i can understand the guy but even then most guys stay with their you know i admire greatly all the the male guys who who train in dublin and always play with male um never never a sign of them ever transferring to to another county mm -hmm. and uh, you know i think that's the heart and soul of the gea um to figure out the other stuff i i i i can't understand it because it just it's just not part of me it's not part of what was shared with me um and i think for the vast majority of gaa people it's not really what what the thing is about and it's 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 sort of it's it's been creeping in over and over and over again in terms of people moving around and doing jobs and to, to me that's kind of a failure of the system as opposed to any individual doing anything wrong. I'm not saying any of these people are doing anything wrong. I just, I can't understand them myself personally. Well, I mean, they are doing something wrong. It's against the rules of the GA to be paid to manage a team. It's a flagrant breach. I mean, I know that you, you didn't take a penny when you were managing Dublin. No, I've never taken a penny to manage anything to do with the GA. Um, and I wouldn't, um, but, but again, in the end, surely, it, surely in the end of it all, I mean, and I've thought a lot about what the GA is and the ideals around it. In the end, forget about the winning and all of that. When I sit down with my old dairy teammates or my old ungiven teammates, there's a sense of loyalty, deep, deep loyalty and something, a journey that's shared with them on and off the field. 
And and what we see now, I think, is this grubby professional sort of cartel of managers, exactly like the League of Ireland. You know, I mean, it's only it's only a matter of time before people like Mickey Hart are wheeled out and say, "Well, you know, it's always been my dream to manage Louth." And you know, it's, it's always it's like Brian Tuberty's favourite county. I love your county. I love you. Please don't mention Ryan. It's hard to stupid. Honestly, it's just tried to recover GB News and people places like that. But you know, or you know, it's always been my dream to to manage Derry, and I am uh, deeply depressed by what's happening to this beautiful thing, you know, that we've grown up with and that we love. I mean, and, and I think that a, a lot of it, you know, this grubby sort of cartel that has now invaded the game and been allowed to invade the game, you know, without any investigation. You know, people say, well, look, I mean, one of the dairy board told me what the package is for Mickey Hart, as though, as though this was a professional appointment, you know, and as though the GA should investigate that. But why don't I mean, they investigate it then? If you say it's against they're the Because they're all part of the same conspiracy. I, I, they're, all, they're all part of the same <laughs> hypocrisy. But like... What was it? What what did the RTE call the accounts? Barter account. Barter account. There's barter accounts all over the GAA because you'd go try to investigate it. And in fairness to Parag Duffy, when he was there, he did. And he got nowhere. He, he got point blank so answers. So the king said, we tried to investigate the under the table payments. We couldn't even find the tables. <laughs> exactly. So are you telling me that Mickey Hart is going to be walking out in a pair of 300 euro flip-flops? <laughs> no, Mickey loves, <laughs> Mickey loves Derek. Sorry, that, that. No one, no one. No one loves Derry more than Mickey. Right. You know, Nobody. And, and, and you see, this but, is the thing about people like Mickey. And, and we, we, are, we are all guilty of being silent. But, I mean, about... I had managed the St. Bridget's underage teams with absolute passion and loved all the boys. And as we started when they were five, six years of age and we did all these reimaginative drills, you know, to teach them, for example, how to score goals, to take the goalkeeper out of the equation... I purchased a blow-up doll and put the blow-up doll in the middle of the goals. We, this is when they were kids. We said, mm. the goalkeeper's a figure of fun. Mm. Taught them all the things to do when you go into score goals and the fun that we had doing it. You know, the four rules of goal score and all of that. And seeing the boys developing and watching their, 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 their sort of personalities mushroom and being part of that journey. Mm. And we won, we'd go on to win two under-16 championships in a row. What fun we had. And then we, we play in two minor finals in a row. They win the under-20 championship, you know, and the pride and the, you know, the the emotions that you feel around all of that. And then the senior management position in St. Bridget's comes up. And my friends, the people around me in the club said, look, this is, it's your time now, you know, this is this is a grip that, you know, you know the club, you know everything about it. And we were called to an interview. And myself and Gareth Bradley and John McKenna, who Pat knows well, great lads. And Gareth did, we decided, look, we won't take any chances. Gareth did the full PowerPoint presentation, did all the bullshit. The committee were all people that I knew and had trusted until then. And we were told that essentially, look, you know, there was no one else from within the club, and the club had a rule that had been passed. No one was to be paid to be a manager. You know, you had to be a club member, et cetera, et cetera. 
and about three days later, I got a phone call from the chairman, who I knew very well, and he said to me, this is the most difficult phone call I've ever had to make. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is absolutely true. They brought in and paid an outside manager who's a, a wellness person and psychologist. But there you are. He was paid. I said, look, what, what is this? You know, it was a terrible humiliation for me. People who had been on the panel had been friends of mine. I thought I'd played football with one of them. And uh, it would needless to say it was a disaster. They played a blanket defence. There was no joy. Some very, very important players drifted off. I mean, uh, the player of a generation who we had got so bored with it that he emigrated to Australia and was lost. But what it did was it destroyed that essential sense of togetherness and loyalty and camaraderie that drives that drives the best teams. And it's no coincidence that, I mean, who wins football all Ireland? Dublin. Who only uses Dublin people to manage their teams? You know, and whether it's Pat or Jim Gavin. I mean, John Costello told me that he couldn't he couldn't even get Jim Gavin to put in expenses claims mm. for his legitimate expenses. And the same with you. Couldn't even get them to put in expenses. But you're talking, like it's an you extraordinary... Know, Kilkenny hurlers. Yeah. You know, Kerry footballers. Uh, Kerry, man Kerry guys all over the country managing teams. Right? Mm. So, you know, it's always been my, my dream to manage Wicklow. But when it comes to Kerry, when it comes to Dublin, when it comes to Kilkenny hurling or Cork hurling... Yeah, cetera, it's, it's, it's funny because... Or Tyrone, or Tyrone football. That's sacred. But I'd say these non-believers, the dairies of this world, you know, say, oh, yeah, we'll bring in X, Y, Z. But does it, does it, does it, but does it work for those? Like, there, is there an impulse but, because... It, it doesn't work. I mean, I mean the, the facts, the matter are, you know, guys from outside their own counties, there are a handful that have actually been successful of taking mm -hmm. a team the whole way. Now, do they get them better? 100%. Did Mick O'Dwyer get Kildare better? He did. Very much so. Yeah. But, but to me... Behind he, brought all his own son, he brought his own. He transferred his own son to Kildare. Like, hmm. but but this you is know, and this, it was all that tawdry stuff, and it and it and it breaks the barriers down. Where are Kildare now? Where the where's the long term sense of we're all in this together? Like, Derry have a tremendous football, and you know, we have a we have a terrific sort of pedigree in football for such a small county, and you know we've won two minor All Irelands in the last four years, you know, and. Where's, where's the sense of faith and loyalty instead of like fucking Gavin Devlin and Mickey Hart? Like, but is there no The only thing that Mickey Hart believes in is Mickey Hart. I mean, Mickey started off in Glencull. There was a huge feud. Mickey formed a new club. Peter Canavan could only play for Tyrone because he enrolled to play Hurling for St. John's. I mean, Mickey's always only been about Mickey and nothing else. He's he's a megalomaniac. He's not someone that I particularly like. I'm sure. I'm sure there are people. You'd never get. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure there are people who, as my father used to have a great line about boys like that. He said, he used to say, "God rest him." He used to say, "He's all right if you like that sort of thing." And but, but, but that's fine. Like if I was a Tron man, if I was a Tron man, I would say whenever Mickey Hart was managing Tron, he is our he is our manager. I will defend him to the hilt because he is one of us. And we are in this together. But for him to come to Derry, you know, and particularly the way the Derry board behaved last year, I mean, they did everything they could to protect and hold on to a fella. And I, I, I don't make any personal comment about the fella, but they did everything they could to hold on to, hold on to him. 
You know, Sorry, in, think, in spite of all of that, and now, and now we're in a situation where all of a sudden, there we are, Mickey's coming from Louth, we've poached him from Louth, we've made the few calls, we'll sort out the old brown envelopes, everything will be fine, we'll, we'll use, the, as Pat says, the barter account. What is the point of the GA if that's what we're doing? But is there an argument, as you, you talk about Dublin, you talk about these big county carrier are never going to do that, but if you're a smaller county and there's there's... Uh, a level of knowledge available to you, maybe from from a different county, from a, from from a manager coming in who knows who's going to improve your standards. Isn't there a temptation to say, "Well, look, if we can if we can do this, it's going to it's going to help us get to somewhere where we need to go"? Because otherwise, well, I, you, you have. No, I see. I, I agree. I agree with you. But so that to me is a systems failure. So so the system doesn't work. Okay, because if you had and and this is. Like for me, the provincial championships more or less are dead in 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 both codes, really, because they 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 become non-events, mm. right? But there is a huge role, in my view, for the provincial councils and the provincial setups, in that they should be centres of excellence, providing the learning and the education for all of these counties, so that they can home grow these these people. That should be their job. Their job should be to spread the word, because it's not rocket science to understand what the strength and condition should be, what the nutrition should be, what the psychology should be, even what the training type should be. And if you centralise that in the councils, and maybe you have Dublin has it as its own because it kind of is doing that anyway, then y- y- you breed these people in each of these counties and, and, and you're getting the knowledge, if you like, the best knowledge being shared in the GEA. And that should be, that yeah. evens the playing pitch. And then it stops this, you know, because... If you were a small county, you're, you are tempted by it because getting out of Division 4 or getting out of Division 3, it's a success. But, but for top counties who are competing for All-Irelands, uh, it's hard to see where that works. John O'Mahony did a fair play to him, you know. And, and again, Mickey Hart, what he did with his club and with his juvenile and with his, you know, senior success in Tyrone is untouched. And you would have said he was a dyed-in-the-wool Tyrone man and he would bleed for Tyrone, mm. for, you know, up up to this, let's say, today. But even going to Loud, you say, he wasn't going to be really competing against Tyrone. So I think that whole piece about, you know, going to somebody where you're really going against your own, um, like, how do you do that? Like, how do you honestly, you're in a dressing room and you, you, you play on your identity and your culture and what what Dublin football stands for, let's say, in the Dublin case. Yeah. And, and you're living on that. And then another three years down the line, Imagine sitting in a me dressing room and saying, our culture, how do you do that? Like, where's the authenticity Derry, in that? Derry were beating Fermanagh off the field. Beating them off the field in the championship last year. And Rory Geller, born and bred Fermanagh, whenever Derry crashed in maybe their second or third goal, he whooped and jumped and cheered and turned and faced the crowd and bounced up and down the side lane triumphantly. This, this is where we are now, and y- the younger generations are getting used to it. And also there's a thing, which is the sort of corollary of the question that you asked, Dion, which is, it's less hostile now to get an outside manager. Well, we'll get a businessman in, pay, pay 60 grand or 100 grand, whatever he's getting. You know, we'll get somebody in, it saves us any hassle, he's a big name, we'll say, look, you know, he's a big name, and we'll bring him in, we'll bring that to the players, and they'll say, oh yeah, fair enough, you know, he's got the pedigree. Right? And you do this with your club, you know, we got to, I mean, I, I, I not that long ago was given a, a talk f- for free, of course, at a very well-known GA club. And 
I was walking in and I saw a very well-known manager loitering about. Said, I said, what's he doing? He's here, he's here for his wages. He's here to pick up his wages. Right. No. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, it's funny, coming from somebody, coming from someone who, you know, has spent a lot of time covering football and sort of covering English football, and I would always have been resistant to the idea of this sort of superiority or the idea of amateurism as just moral, you know, having that kind of not necessarily morally superior sense, but something that there's something intrinsically superior about that that way of doing things. And yes, like I think for a lot of people, like if you're looking at something like football and you look at what's happening now with Saudi Arabia and various things like that, you're like, okay, is this is this just the the logical endpoint of? No, of, like you know, Eamon Dunphy described fo- professional football in England as having been deformed at birth because of the way professionalism developed and it became this kind of, there was a corrupt, corrupt uh, under-the-counter payments that kind of went alongside whatever, you know, minimum wage players were getting. And there was, there was a point to it. And there was a, you know, the professional football was a way for people to kind of, it was a working class game and it was a way for people to kind of escape that, supporters and footballers. But it was also attached to the community in a way, in, in, in a different way to the GA, but still attached Community. Now, look at the English clubs, like they're being sold to private equity firms, they're being sold to Saudi Arabia. There's just, and it, again, because it says, and the supporters, like you look at Manchester United supporters, the amount of them that actually just want Qatar to take over, because mm. it's like, they've got the money. They have got the money. And it's, it goes to your point about zero, it being easier. Zero, zero sense of loyalty. What but it makes, it makes your point about being easy, once you start. But anyway, the point I want to make is I kind of, one of the things that I find quite striking, and, you know, I came back to live here from London in 2016, and I live, you know, the, the GA club near me is Kula. And there's a, Kula is so huge. Now, my, my son plays plays soccer, 
and the soccer club is very doing very, very well and successful. But at the same, Kula is this mm. juggernaut, and it is a juggernaut among people who a lot of them aren't coming from GAA backgrounds. But the thing that gets them every time is they show up and they're asked to help out. And this kind of idea of volunteerism is just handed down. And it just becomes, and actually the club runs so it runs because of that sense of volunteerism, which if you're running, like I had a conversation with a parent in, at the soccer club who said to me, so oh, is he named you know, a friend of mine who's another parent. Oh, is he the only professional coach at the club? See, he's not a professional coach, he's a parent. But there's an assumption that there's some kind of professionalism. And that means that actually at that level, the other some parents kind of think, oh, well, I, you know, there's a professional here. I don't need to do yeah. anything. Yeah. And, and that's again, it goes to your point. But if you let, allow that to seep into the GAA, soon everyone's looking, well, why should, why should I help out? When, well, you know, if you look at, like, how long is professional sport? Professional sport, as sports have been professional let's say that being your job came and went over the last hundreds of years. Yeah. Okay? But most of the time it wasn't a job. So professional sport, as, as we know it, as the kind of the joint of a thing it is now, it's probably 70, 80 years old. And even then, the guys in the 50s and 60s, they had to do something else. They weren't making enough money from either soccer or American, whatever. They had to do something else. So, so I think actually the GAA is the one thing that's a, almost like a massive experiment because it's a big enough organisation that's probably the only thing that's left amateur, truly amateur, right the way up to the top. Like all the other sports are amateur to a certain level. But my kids played soccer in London. I lived there for four years. £700 for a seven-year-old to play for every three months. £700 because everyone was paid. The guy lying on the pitch was paid. The coach was paid. The guy who took the balls out, he was paid. It was £700 for Mm. a seven-year-old. And that's the route you go when you when when you keep pushing the boundaries of this thing out and, and so but but I, I think the the fundamental thing that hangs with with the GAA that's different to everything else is that identity piece and and I've spoken about it before about okay maybe you can increase the boundaries of of counties and and make it that it can become more competitive okay we're not ready for that grand put it aside but actually there's no excuse not to be passing the good messages to every single club and every single county. And that being, you know, that's a real job that you could give to the provincial council because what is their job if the if the championships go? Which which is inevitable. I think look, that's happening. But they could really be centres of excellence, truly passing the knowledge so that you're not wasting money on lots of different versions of what, I'm, I'm not saying there's only one answer, but but there's generally an agreed way to do things. And, and that's where we should be going as an association, which gives you the hope then as the smaller county to get the best out of your resources. Because at the moment, this hawking it around, it, you are like, it's like going into a casino and, and throwing 100 euros on the table and going, is it going to work? Because you, you, most of the times it's, you don't know it, what he's going it, to take. Like, does he, there is a bit, there is something intangible about the culture that's in a county. I don't think for instance, a Kerry guy could come in and manage Dublin or a Dublin guy could come in and because we wouldn't understand one bit of what makes those counties. But once you do it the first time, then the barrier is broken. I mean, it's very precious now. You know, uh, I mean, being a Jerry footballer was a very precious thing for me. It was Eamon Coleman and our togetherness and all the things we did together. It was very precious. I mean, I, I, 
mean, like my son was shocked he heard me on the radio the other day and Radio Ulster saying, that's me, I'll not be going watching Derry, that's it. You know, I'll not be going watching them. I'll not be taking anything to do with it. And he says, flip sake. He says, what do you mean? You're, you, you have to take me to the Derry. I'm kind of weird, this guy. But, you know, it breaks the trust, it breaks the loyalty. And I think that, you know, what's now happening all over the country is because the GA have allowed it to happen. I mean, there's a simple rule. I've been proposing it for 10 years. Only a club man can manage his club and only a county man can manage, manage his county. That immediately gets rid of the professional cartels. They're gone, you know, and and uh, that was rejected out of hand. Why? For the, the, the reason that you give, oh, well, look, you know, what about, what about smaller counties who could benefit from that sort of expertise? Now, it doesn't make any difference. You know, later of Andy Moore and now Mickey Graham's gone in as his assistant manager because it's always been Mickey Graham's dream to be Leitrim's assistant manager. And it's always been Andy Moran's dream to be Leitrim's manager. You know, but they're a tiny county, you know, with very limited resources. If they if they happen to get a David Clifford at some stage, they might do well and sort of, you know, win Division 4 of the league, etc. I mean, I'm 54 now and I look back at my life and it's not about the winning or the losing. The core of it all is loyalty, was loyalty. I think of shoulder in Eamon Coleman's coffin, tears running down my face. I think of sitting freezing in Navin watching Derry playing Meath in a league game with Eamon and Gary, when Eamon's life was ebbing away, he was very frail, wearing his wee woolly hat, just savouring that time we were having together. You know, our beloved comrade, Collie McGurk, you know, you know Lavi, Derry, to the core. Um, I was coming away from a Derry match in Croke Park whenever Johnny rang me to say, you know, I can still feel my heart sinking, you know. Collie's not going to make it. We just couldn't believe it. What do you mean he's not going to make it? He's going to die, he said. And all of us there at Collie's wake and at his funeral, the, the guard of honour, you know, all were in our dairy blazers. And I think of Seamus Heaney laughing his head off. Collie telling him stories about Dungiven and Lavi's great battles, and me and Brian McCormick and McCusker, the great Derry poet, giggling as Collie showed him his four broken fingers that he got hurling against Dungiven. And that day I remember it well. The ball was thrown in. Collie, all five foot six of them, was centre forward on Brian McGilligan, our six foot four, sixteen and a half stone. Colossus at centre back, and when the ball was thrown in, <laughs> Collie just pulled it across his knees, and McGilligan roared like a bull. He bellowed, Jesus Christ! And shortly afterwards, revenge was delivered swiftly. Collie put his hand up, and McGilligan pulled across his hand, broke four of his fingers. Of course, Collie, so stubborn and black hearted, refused to go off. Eventually, he had to go off. You know, we've had to suffer. Johnny going to prison, you know. Eamon Burns going through cancer treatment, all the ups and downs of life together. And it's all about the deep heart's core. I mean, 
the dairy board is squandering our inheritance, all our dairiness, our blindness and ungivenness and slack nailness and laviness, all the things that we labored for, for our community. He's a stranger to us and he shouldn't be near us. The dairy board is a caravan of fools. Fuck them and fuck Mickey Hart. And I want to just thank Tommy Niblock for the uh, wonderful piece of work that's going to play us out today. It's the Dairy Squad, the Dairy Boys, Dairy Men, reading the Dairy Poets poem markings to celebrate our 25th anniversary of winning Sam Maguire. We marked the pitch. Four jackets for four goalposts. That was it. The corners and the squares were there like longitude and latitude. Under the bumpy grind, to be agreed about or disagreed about. When the tie came, and then we picked the teams. And crossed the line, our called names drew between us. Youngsters shouting their heads off in a field. As the light dies, and they kept on playing. Because by then, they were playing in their heads. And the actual kickball came to them, like a dream, heaviness. And their own hard breathing, in the dark, and skids on the grass. Sounded like effort in another world. It was quick and constant, a game that never need be played out. Some limit had been passed. There was fleetness, furtherness and tiredness. The time that was extra, unforeseen and free. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.